Hi, this is Adam from Game to Grow. We're about to launch Critical Core, a therapeutic RPG that helps kids on the autism spectrum build confidence, creativity, and social skills. Please help us by pledging your support at criticalcore.org. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. We're the Geek Therapy Community Podcast. My name is Sosuke Cardona, and I'm joined by Brendan Saxton. Hello. And Laura Taylor. Hey. Lauren could not make it this week. We miss you, Lauren. Today, we're going to talk about cooperation. But first, let's check in on the network. This week, we had two new episodes, one from Rolling for Change on the social aspects of gaming. I really enjoyed being on that episode because I got to talk a lot about my family and how gaming was such a big part of connecting. I tell stories about me and my grandfather. It was uh, a really, really cool episode. And we also have a new episode from the QCP, the Queer Comics Podcast, our newest show on the network. This episode was titled Videos Saved the Comic Book Queers, and it shows how some characters who were queer in comic books became very popular thanks to television. Mm -hmm. Thanks, TV. And a big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters and producers. All right, so... For today's topic, uh, it's it's very sad that Lauren isn't here because I kind of wanted to start with something that happened last week. Um, Brandon, when you brought up the pressures of self-care, mm-hmm. right, the idea of capitalism came up a lot. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the episode from last week, um, you would not know that I actually edited out two of Lauren's rants on capitalism. <laughs> I removed them from the episode. Only two? Yeah. Yeah, I left I left one in. Uh, <laughs> the other two seemed like they were just hitting home the same message and weren't necessarily relevant to, to the broader conversation. So sorry, Lauren. But I think it's important to to talk about capitalism. But Laura, like you said a few weeks ago, you know, like you can complain about something, but what are you doing about it? Yeah, mm-hmm. what are you doing about it? So there are other ways to do things, right? So I wanted to start talking about <laughs> capitalism as, as a way into this conversation because uh, I've been studying cooperative business models for years. And this is the idea where a business is owned by either its employees or by multiple people, or maybe like some supermarkets are co-ops, right? Where everybody, it's like you pay a membership. At the end of the year, you get some kind of dividend from the profits. There are all these different models. You can you can own, there can be a building where everybody owns it collectively instead of having one owner. So mm-hmm. there are different ways to do things in, in that realm. And I guess Lauren's not here, so maybe we won't talk that much about that, <laughs> about capitalism and, and anti-capitalism at the moment. But that idea of being able to do things differently is is I think really important and is a big part of social innovation movements. And there seems to be a lot of evidence that doing things that way works. Uh, For example, if you start a business, the likelihood that that business will survive after its first few years, if it's a cooperative, is higher than if it's a regular business. Hmm. These are stats that I found about cooperativism. And it makes sense to me because everybody is more invested. Mm-hmm. In the past, I've talked on this show about the idea of creating books like the one that we were on with Travis Langley. Laura and I wrote chapter. Damn, our first one was Walking Dead Psychology. Walking Dead Psychology. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what year. It I was own in. that one. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So, so a, a book like that, right? And this is like standard industry, like book industry practice. If you have a book with multiple authors, usually everybody's just a contributor. You get paid upfront and. And then that's it. Like you sign off the rights to to your chapter, you get paid, and then and then it's cool. You're part of a book. Mm-hmm. And even though I, I love that experience and working with an editor and having all that stuff, I always thought, man, like I'm not I don't feel invested in the book now because technically I don't get any I don't I can't make any more money off of that book. So for for a while I've been thinking, wow, well, what if we wrote a book and everybody had like there was a cooperative contract where everybody was actually either an owner of the book or was able to get some sort of, you know, like a, like a profit share from, mm-hmm. from the book, then in that case, you don't have like just the publisher at promoting the book and maybe the editor, then you would have hopefully like 30 people really pushing for the book because it's, it's helping all of us. And that's an idea in the back of my mind. I'm actually talking about possibly creating a cooperative business related to, to publishing. That is just something that I'm working on 
like personally, and it's something that I would love to bring to, to GT if it came to fruition. But because of the book, because of learning about these, these other ways of doing business, when I, when I was learning about them, I was like, oh, like, that's what geek therapy is like. Like that's that's kind of what it's what, what I've been always trying to do, which is bring people. Everybody has their own stake in what's going on. It's like Jedi Council is something that you create collaboratively, like Brandon. You create collaboratively mm-hmm. with Katie, and then that's your own thing, right? That's your that's your baby, and so you can promote it. Everybody has their own show on the network, and then when the network promotes the network, we're all promoting each other, mm-hmm. and it's it's helpful for everybody. Technically, as I've been learning uh, more about, again, the cooperative business model, it turns out that geek therapy is more of a collective than a, than a cooperative because really we're not a business. We're more mm-hmm. like we're all people that are invested in the same ideas. We're all invested in the same causes and we're, and we're all about helping each other. This is an idea or a business model that I'm, I guess I'm not as familiar with as you are. So I think it's really interesting for me to learn a little bit about it. But I also, I think it's really cool and it makes a lot of sense. And in a way, as you were kind of describing it almost, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but almost as a way of just kind of doing something different or thinking outside of the box or being creative or however you want to put it. It made me think a little bit about just geek therapy in general and kind of um, and and I think the concept as as kind of you've developed the the network and the community has changed and evolved and grown, but thinking a little bit about how at least I originally was thinking about it in terms of in a therapeutic setting of of trying something a little different and pulling in uh, you know quote unquote geek culture or video games or comics or whatever as a way to engage clients or or um, or you know provide some kind of education or something just as a way of doing something different. So I think it's really cool because it kind of mirrors that. And then also I I think it perfectly matches, at least in the way that I'm thinking about it, which I think is correct kind of with how you've described it in how, when I remember when Katie and I first contacted you and just how you kind of framed even the geek therapy network of podcasts, which at that time was relatively or semi new and just a way of, of coming together with these people with shared interests and shared goals and shared values and really all doing a small part to kind of help each other and boost each other. So I think it makes a lot of sense and, and it's I, I just such a neat idea in a, a way that like you described, people are, are really invested and it feels really supportive. And so, yeah, I, I'm getting kind of warm, fuzzy feelings just thinking about it and being a part of it in the way that you've developed it, at least in this community. Yeah, this is the way I think, right? So when you reached out to me and said, hey, can we be on the network? I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What is a network? <laughs> right. What, what have I started? Uh, I, I was only like putting together the shows I was on. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I think that the, the idea at, at its core was, okay, if we can have a banner that we can all use, it's, it's easier, right? We can help each other out. And I remember I, I gave you like a very lengthy email describing, I don't know, maybe... I think my values are very, very clear in that email. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, if there's a way that we can do this that it benefits both of us, then yeah, mm-hmm. then that's how, that's how I want to do it. And what you said about the idea of we're integrating geek culture into therapeutic practice, 100%, right? That's, that's what we're built off of. That's our DNA. And then I went to Columbia to give a presentation and there was a person who contacted me before I even got to Columbia, uh, the country, and said, hey, I'd like to go to this presentation, but I'm not a psychologist. I'm an occupational therapist. Can I go? I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think so. Let me talk to the organizers. Like, I don't see why you couldn't go. And she went, and that really changed the perspective uh, th- th- that I had. Because I was always debating, like, do we focus only on the mental health or do we go into other areas? The original Geek Therapy website had multiple examples in different fields, in the health field, in charity work, in social work, in different, in different areas on integrating geek culture. But now this person came to me and was like, yeah, everything that you said that applies to psychology, it applies to me in occupational therapy work. And I could use that with my clients to connect. I was like, yes, yes. And therapy isn't just like, you know, mental health doesn't own the word therapy. Mm-hmm. So no. I've, I've tried to adapt to the community. And that's what actually the whole reason for refocusing this, this season to the community is so we can do that even more. Like as the community changes, we can, we can adapt and reflect on the things that are happening there, celebrate the things that are happening. Th- that's just the way that I... 
that I think. And I'm missing uh, Lauren's commentary right now because <laughs> she's probably kicking herself for uh, yeah. Oh missing yeah. The episode. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, capitalism doesn't help most people, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? It's it's the model that we're in, and and I try to play the game, right? And if mm-hmm. we're having a conversation, there most of the time I will try to be rational and logical in the sense of like, listen. This is the game. This is how it's played. This is how you need to get a piece of the pie. Like, this is how it works. And yes, some people are going to suffer and some people are going to gain. But it doesn't have to be that way. Like, I've always tried to reach out and have and do things, again, uh, collectively and have people. It didn't have to be geek therapy. It just, it became geek therapy. I was always trying to bring people like, hey, uh, like, what if we all called ourselves something? <laughs> what if we all did something? Uh-huh. And and nothing, nobody stepped up, nobody nobody did it. So I was like, all right, well, what if what if geek therapy becomes that thing, becomes that banner that we can rally behind? And I felt at the time that to do that, that meant making like be open to new ideas. And and I, I think I've been good at that. I think I've been receptive and I, I care what other people in the community really think. But there have been times. In, over the years where I've, where I've reached out to people and said, hey, do you kind of like want to join this collective? Do you want to do something together? And I've been told, no, I don't because I want to do my own thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just like, I don't well, I'm, I'm not going to say there's nothing wrong with capitalism. Uh, <laughs> what I, I think what I wanted to say was more like, it's okay to do you, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay to look out for your for your interests. But that's that's not the way my brain works. And I don't see, I don't know, like there are ways that we can help each other and they seem obvious to me they're not they're not always easy but they're very but it's possible right uh to to help each other out instead of just helping one person or one project out so again so i i like the balance that we have where jedi council is on the geek therapy network but jedi council is jedi council right mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. its own thing and now lara and i we're we're getting back into the library which i'll talk in a second we want, we're gonna do our disney thing like then then that's our thing but it's yeah. still but there's still a collective well and even then you expanded so the banner you expanded it to include like occupational therapy and nursing and all that we've even expanded to people who aren't necessarily in like a helping field like the queer comics podcast both of the hosts on that show you know, I'm married to one of them, but um, <laughs> they they want to push the idea of celebrating queer comics, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing that helps people. It's not necessarily that they do work in helping people, but by the nature of wanting to get these positive ideas out there, it's helping people. And their first episode, they gave a shout out to us here on GT Radio and on Here Comes a Thought, yeah, um, yeah. trying to help the network. and Also connecting the threads. Yes, yeah. they're, and, and how everything is connected. We're this big web of, of geek therapy. They definitely like to bring the idea of geek culture doing good to and, and, and the good word of geek therapy to everybody. <laughs> when they're talking to people, they're both friends, my wife and a friend of mine, hanging out, talking to people. They're like, oh, did you hear to, about GT Radio and and all this stuff? So... I think that's one of the best things about this this ne- network that you've built is that people can pull, like you said, pull those threads and, and show how Here Comes a Thought is connected to us, is connected to Jedi Council, is you know, all these things. Yeah. And we're one big family. <laughs> and, for example, Jedi Council does almost exclusively mental health conversations. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't even talk about fictional characters anymore. They only talk no. about mental health. <laughs> <laughs> and no Star Wars. No, absolutely not. Not in years. I don't think they ever did. To be honest, I said I the word once. Star Wars <laughs> once. <laughs> but I felt comfortable, and I and I trusted uh, Brandon and Katie enough to move slightly away from conversations where mental health was was the main um focus mm-hmm. and because it's like okay like we have part of the part of the network is covering that there's so many other things that we need to address that we could be helpful in let's move a little bit over this way let's move over a little that way i mean and on the show we've always had at least two therapists on the show mm-hmm. and with lauren we have a media psychologist now right mm-hmm. which is also a big part of what we've been doing. We probably should have had a media psychologist way earlier <laughs> with, with uh, the stuff we we're talking about. It's again, it's all a reflection of the community and who they are. And, and you're right. We have life coaches in the community. We have teachers, we have youth workers. We have consumers and mm-hmm. 
and students and yeah yeah we have people who are just fans and and advocates of mental health and of just positivity and geek culture right it's like it's all of those things and but then now we're also adding a few different shows which actually Brandon and I had an idea that we started developing Josue, over you a year can't ago. have all the ideas no 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 I know I know okay I'm giving this 100% to Brandon Brandon had an idea Ooh. And we were going to do it on the network. And we actually, we started, we had, we, we, we got started. Eventually we, we stopped because we were just too busy. Yeah. But that was a, a plan to show, listen, we can have more content on the network that is also for general audiences. Because if we speak to general audiences, we can, we can reach more people mm-hmm. with education about mental health. We can reach more people about media matters and dogen yak my yum and all the things that are, that are values. And then because we're a network, Hopefully, ideally, people would connect the dots and be like, oh, I really like that blank podcast that Brandon's idea was. And then that would connect to, oh, well, Brandon's also on Jedi Council. I can learn about mental health. Or, oh, um, you know, they have one on queer comics. I'm really interested in that. I'm going to learn about that. So this year, we're going to introduce a few more shows that fall into that category that are more general, that show kind of an expertise from, from the community. Mm-hmm. and a passion from the community do it under the geek therapy banner and then hopefully bring in more people who are interested in bits and pieces right and then by bringing everybody together again hopefully it benefits everyone i, th- I think it's a great idea i think as a clinician i like to use language that is accessible to everybody so people understand what is going on so I think it's great that we're going to have more more podcasts and stuff out there that are more general that that appeal to everybody, and that includes people who practice and are, and teach and and all those other things. Yeah. It just includes everybody. Plus, I think that anything that was too academic from us wouldn't feel like us either. No. no. Yeah, I think I think there's a there's a certain silliness to Brandon that that you know we we need. Everybody he's got has that. He's little... got that professor filter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 so I don't know if the collective uh, cooperative book idea is going to happen. I would. I would love to. My my understanding is publishing isn't isn't very profitable. So I don't know mm-hmm. if I can invest enough time in it to like for it to be a job. But mm-hmm. if I did, or even you know I'm. The Geek Therapy Playbook is still a thing. It's 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 happening, and however it happens, whether it's it's a, with a publisher or I, or we self publish it, there are opportunities for us as as a group to also create written works like that. And I don't know, maybe 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 it's possible to negotiate a contract where everybody is part owner, right? Because just because I've never been on a book like that doesn't mean that they don't exist. I don't know. I haven't been in that position. But that's that's something I'm thinking about. Uh, but I can tell you the things that we are doing. The Geek Therapy Library, which is what we focused the entire second season of the show on, uh, we built it. It was a wiki. It was wonderful, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then it got overrun by bots, and which was horrible. It was very sad, and it kind of I felt very defeated. And then other things happened, and I never rebuilt it. So now that we have the GT Forum, we're going to use that as a platform and. Lara and I are discussing how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the GT library is what Lara and I call the best idea we've ever had. I was super excited about it. I'm super excited about it now. And we're testing some things in the forum. And so, Brandon, this is why soon you're going to have a lot to talk about because we'll start putting the library entries there. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things we're going to start with is Patrick O'Connor, my friend who I met through, you know, doing geek therapy stuff and who I think is like a poster child for cooperation within the community. Mm-hmm. I can't talk about, yeah, we did a geek therapy presentation. Like it had geek therapy in the title at San Diego Comic-Con. And that was because Patrick wanted to go and and he pushed me to do that and do it together. And bring his students, right? <laughs> and then we brought students and we brought uh, ex-coworkers. Like we brought a whole crew of people mm-hmm. who thought would, who we thought would, would add uh, to the conversation, but would also love the experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and over the years, Patrick has done other things. Like he, we talk about how we co-created a college course together, but it was his idea. Mm-hmm. And we've we've worked on multiple projects, and he's he's always very open to collaboration. 
And like again, like to me, if I were going to make a poster <laughs> for a collaboration in the Geek Therapy community, it would have Patrick's face on it. Mm-hmm. And the GT library is very much uh, like a reaction to his Comicspedia. So, but but this is a cool story. Uh, when we when he was teaching the class that that we developed, uh, he at one point he he called me and he said, "Listen, I want to do like a repository of Geek Therapy activities." that can be useful to other people, but they're actually homework assignments for my students. So like, I want, I want the students to develop them and then I want them to be available online for people to use them. How can we do that? And we ended up calling it the Geek Therapy Wiki. And that website, actually the company just shut down. <laughs> so, so it couldn't host it anymore. It was, a, it was a, a, an educational wiki service. So we have all the files. So what we're going to do is we're going to start the GT library by putting those in as the activity category. And they'll serve as examples for, you know, different ideas in ways that you can use geek culture in therapy and in different activities and group work and different things mm-hmm. like that. So we're going to start off with that. There's a, there's a bunch there. That's really cool. And then we have a database ourselves that we developed over the, the past few years. Um, Lara and I making our own entries. Plus, we have received from the community. So we do have entries that we received through, through a form from members of the community. So we're going to start adding those onto, onto the forum. Mm-hmm. And we still need to discuss the logistics. I think. Yeah, but I think it's yeah. just a matter of logistics because I'm really excited about it. And now that I don't have to focus on studying, I can mm. I can work on entering these things in and um, and focus <laughs> on this library because I I think it's it is one of the best ideas we've ever had. And I was we were at San Diego Comic Con a few years ago, and I was like, Josue, I like Pat O'Connor's Comicspedia, but you know, I wish it had more stuff than just superhero comics. Yeah. And so this is great. And I really have been waiting for us to have a place where people can go and look at the things that we've been talking about for so long and, and be able to put them to use. Exactly. The the idea is that it's helpful to anybody in the community. Like over the years, people are always looking for examples of what we're talking about. So this will have freely available examples, but it's also going to be, it's going to have a special type of post on the forum, which is a mm-hmm. wiki post, which means even though the original post was not done by you, you can edit it and add on to it. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, the community can participate. The community mm-hmm. can also submit ideas. And again, like Patrick O'Connor is contributing things that from his students, you know, his students uh, have, have provided activities. So we're, we're still in the planning phases right now, but everything that we have is, is collaborative and it will continue to be that way. And, mm-hmm. and, the, and the forum allows us to, to have that type of special post where anybody, anybody can, can take part. And the way it's set up is like it has like insights or maybe, Brandon, uh, there's this thing called Star Wars. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. And then like maybe you integrate, you know, I don't know, like Luke and Leia into some sort of like brother and sister dynamics or something, right? Actually, it's more like, like probably it's easier like a Vader and Luke kind of thing, right? Like a father and son comparing themselves. I don't know. You have some insights there. Maybe you have a story from, you know, from, from working with clients or something that was really helpful. So, and we have an entry on that, then you can just add your experience to it and it really, it can flesh that out. So if it doesn't make sense, it will. When, once we start posting everything, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's really cool. And, and, you know, we've always invited, well, back in season two, we invited people to contribute and it was cool because people would contribute songs and, and movies and, and comic books. And, and we'd, we'd see things that we didn't think about because we can't consume everything, which is the whole, which is the whole other reason behind doing it collaboratively. I can't watch everything, read everything, play everything. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> it's like as much as we say like, oh, Comicspedia is great, but it's only superhero comics. But also like it's impressive because it was just Patrick on his mm-hmm. own cataloging the comics that he was reading. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Honestly, like one person can't do more than that. You can't catalog things that you don't read and you don't understand and you don't have insights for. But mm-hmm. that's why doing it, you know, opening it up to everybody is so important. And also... Geek Therapy Resources have always hosted Comicspedia's website and the Comicspedia database. Like it's all connected in the background, even mm-hmm. if you can't tell. <laughs> but it, like we've all, we're all always helping each other out. But we've talked a lot about the the library in the past. So now I want to talk about something new. New? Yeah. So so there's this idea that I've had for a long time, and now I've now it's become a reality. And actually, okay. So actually, I need to take a step back and say the reason why we're going all in on the library 
finally, again, is because I set that as a as a Patreon milestone. And that was at the beginning of the Patreon that you set that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the reason was, like, do people, do people care? Do people support this idea? Do people support us? And are we not alone? Right? Is, it just, mm-hmm. is it just me and Lara? Is it a, a bigger are community? Are we just screaming into the void? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so we just hit our, our latest milestone on Patreon. And the goal there was, listen, when we reach this, we're going all in on the the GT library. So so the GT library is on because because of the support of the community. I'm going to be able to call myself a librarian now. Thank you everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to create a uh like an like a role or a badge on the forum that 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 considers you a librarian. Awesome. I think I can do it. I'm going to do it. So that if do anybody it. posts in that category, then you can have the the librarian badge. So the next milestone now that I that I've set is a little further out, but the idea is a geek therapy school. In typical geek therapy fashion, what we're what we're considering is instead of we're not going to te- like there's no certification right or anything mm-hmm. like that. The idea is okay, Lara, you have certain uh, expertise or ideas or experiences that are really very relevant to I don't know, let's say integrating geek culture into group homes or in foster work with foster youth or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Something that is your expertise. And then we make, what we do is we create an online course basically that you can, you can do for free. You can sell. It's up to you. This is up to anybody who wants to participate, but then we have them all in one place. So I could create one on video games and therapy. I could create one on comic books and therapy. Patrick could do one on superhero comics and therapy, right? Janina Scarlett could do one on superhero therapy. Like, and it could be a special class or course. And then basically the geek therapy school would be, again, a collective. It's like, oh, so there's different people who are all contributing to the same ideas. Like Diana in Colombia, who she, the occupational therapist who came to our presentation and then, you know, has our, our Spanish language blog. If she wanted to create content for, geek therapy and occupational therapy, which is what she talks about and what she does, that would be awesome to have a course there. We could have a course in Spanish. You know, and like there's so many different um, ideas that are represented within the community. So right now what's in development is this idea of a, a platform where people can host their classes and they're all kind of in the same place. Because there are different places where you could, where Brandon could sell a, a class on how to dress for therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You could sell that in a million different places, but like you could also put it here because probably alongside stuff that I'm making and Lara is making, people who are interested in the network, like, oh, all their stuff is in the same place. So this one is going to be a little bit more elaborate, and it's also going to depend on people making something that's an actual course. And what an mm-hmm. actual course is, is fluid. Let's put it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But these are, these are online courses with, with, cl- uh, with quizzes and, and, you know, and videos. And because listen, we announced in the Facebook group last week, Sophia announced that I'm going to do a workshop. I've done workshops in the past and sometimes they're recorded. Sometimes you can buy them in their places. Sometimes they're for CEUs, but like, like sometimes they're really expensive because of CEUs. And then like mm-hmm. maybe a two hour workshop is, is one thing, but I could, maybe I can make like a 10 hour uh, workshop, you know, for something else. Or I could do a one hour mini workshop on another topic. Like there's a lot of flexibility in that. The truth is most people can't travel to, to take a course. Most people can't afford a lot of super expensive courses. And there are some classes like a GT Mindset 101. I don't know. That sounds like a free class to me, something that someone could do, take a quiz, kind of check in and, and have fun with it. And, and that could be more widely uh, distributed and available. So, so start working on your classes, you two. <laughs> Will do. That is so exciting. I'm super, uh, just super excited about that. And, and I think it just fits with the mission of the community and the network and the whole idea that, I mean, that you've been talking about with, with just bringing people together with different perspectives and skills and just using that to benefit everyone. So I, I'm, I think it's just awesome. And I think it's a good way of like playing on people's strengths and people bringing, it's all about what people bring to the table and what kind of class they want to bring and teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've talked to a few people already, but like one idea that just came to me is I would love it if Katie did something on suicide 
mm-hmm. you know, on suicide prevention, on media and, and suicide. Like, you know, even if it were something short, you know, like some of these things could ideally be a webinar top style, right? Maybe it's just 45 minutes, you know, maybe, maybe, I mean, Katie teaches, so it could be like just a seminar from one of her mm-hmm. classes. It could literally just be that, you know? Mm-hmm. And if, if she's cool with recording it and putting it up online for, for people, you know, to, to share it with people, then, you know, having one place where all of our content is available is kind of cool, I think. And educational technology is one of my, my things, one of my expertise. So I've been wanting to bring this to the community for a long time because as much as I, as, as much as podcasting is my favorite medium, even for education, there's so many opportunities for, for learning and for improving recall and for actually, you know, helping people remember things and, and reviewing that aren't necessarily possible because we don't have like supplemental material for what we're doing. And again, 185 episodes in, I feel like we've said most of the things that we, we need to say now. It's just a matter of repeating them and repeating them in different ways and in different formats. But the, the, the main ideas are here, but they're, they're scattered throughout the content. We'll keep working on it. So, so that that's that might be, you know, months off might be even more depending on on how it goes and how uh, open people are to it. I'm definitely going to reach out to the to the professors first because it's probably mm-hmm. easier for them. The to, ones that actually teach. <laughs> yeah, 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 regularly, and um, and so so there there are some ideas there, but I'm really I'm really excited about that because I think it addresses the different needs that we've identified over the years from different people, like. We, we've had streamers reach out like they want resources and we have, mm-hmm. you know, again, teachers, like th- there's just so many opportunities here and for different people to come and, and create content. And that's something I'll be working on in the background. If that sounds interesting to you, you have an idea or have any questions, definitely let me know. And there are always other ideas, but I'm not going to get into anything else. I'm just, I'm trying to stay uh, realistic <laughs> for now. What? So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. So... Yeah, like I like to talk about geek therapy, the band, but I don't really see that happening anytime <laughs> soon. Like, well, someday, you know, we'll get there someday. Someday, <laughs> we'll do that at the GT conference again. Mm-hmm. Th- we don't need to talk about that now. So that's like kind of a, a view on. Again, I wanted to present the idea of that we, there are different ways to do things, right? We can we could follow the 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 capitalist model, right, mm-hmm. and just make stuff and sell sell stuff, uh, or we can. Or there, there are other ways to work together, uh, have joint ownership, um, move forward together, rally around a cause. And I don't know, again, I think that the community is doing a lot of stuff in that area. And we are always trying to be a reflection of what people are doing, where people are going. We've been doing that for years. We've always adapted. And we will continue to do so. Yay. <laughs> All right. So let's take a quick break and come back with Media Matters. Hi, this is Adam from Game to Grow. We were founded on the therapeutic power of tabletop role-playing games. And for the last eight years, we've helped kids build confidence, creativity, and social skills. But we can do better. And that's why we're launching Critical Core. Critical Core is a therapeutic role-playing game targeted to the needs of kids on the autism spectrum. And it's coming to Kickstarter March 19th. Together, we can reach thousands of children around the world. Please help us by pledging your support now at criticalcore.org. All right, and we're back. Time for Media Matters. Media Matters. So I thought it would be fun to look at our favorite fictional media versions of teams, of collaborations, of collectives, because I think there are a lot of them uh, that we can see, and I think that they are all... You know, they all serve as examples for bringing people together for a, a common cause and in different ways. So let's start with Lara. First thing I thought of when you brought up this topic was the Scooby gang from Buffy. Ooh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Especially Buffy's been on my mind. That it's getting a reboot in the uh, Boom, Boom Studios is having a comic. It started already, Buffy. the reboot. Yeah, exactly. Um, and recently I got a post that Buffy first aired like 22 years ago and it made oh, wow. me feel really old. Because you are. I am. <laughs> Shut up. So are you. Not like me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, baby Brandon. Mm-hmm. The wee baby Brandon. Um, but the Scooby gang is is interesting in the way that it brought a lot of different types of people together. You've got even people that don't like each other working together or wouldn't yeah. normally like each other working together. You've got vampires and werewolves, which Buffy normally fights, being good guys and on the team. And then 
until you get later on in the show, Spike is working with them, but he's an evil guy and but he has to work with them and do good. And so Cordelia is like an antagonist, but then totally mm-hmm. part of the group. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, While still and, like being an antagonist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I just love the teamwork on that show. I, Buffy is a huge part of who I am and I, I didn't get into it until like the fourth season, but I started watching from the beginning after I watched a couple of episodes of the fourth season. And I just, no matter what, you've got demons on the team. Even like mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody, everybody's like working together to to keep the apocalypse from happening, over and over and over and over again. And Buffy James, she just brings everybody together, and yeah. they save the world. Yeah, I like that because even in the GT community, like a lot of us disagree on major points of mm-hmm. our work and the type of thing that we do, but but I think we're all moving in the same direction you know? we're all trying to do good yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah in I a similar way biggest, we can yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can disagree yeah yeah kind of boils down to the values thing we've all mm-hmm. got the same core values even if we're differing on some of the specific points exactly exactly mm-hmm. whether you like cordelia's fashion or buffy's fashion you know <laughs> or you want to be a nerd like willow it's all good <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's so young. I don't know if he ever he even knows what show you're talking about. He only knows yeah. the reboot. Yeah, is this Scooby Doo? Scoob- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Do you have another example there? I was also thinking about the Lumberjanes. Okay. That's really good. Mm-hmm. They have friendship to the max, and they're all the best. Yeah. Um, I love them. Um, they they are. I guess they're like preteen girls starting to get teenage and they all work together to save the world too, but in a different way. There's all kinds of crazy things that happen at their summer camp and they got to work together and figure out their own life problems and help each other out. And I just, Lumberjanes is so wholesome and and wonderful and so queer and it's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I love Lumberjanes. Mm -hmm. It's a good comic. Mm-hmm. Brandon, what you got? Um, I Well, this isn't such a deep cut, but I did think of the Justice League as kind of a, a iconic kind of example. I was primed a little bit, I think, to think of the Justice League because I have a, uh, a boxed set of Justice League action figures. So, I thought you were going to say a Batman symbol on your chest. Well, but. <laughs> there, there is that. I do have that. So I'm always sort of primed for, for Batman uh, ideas and thoughts. Um, you're not wrong. So yeah, I, I was thinking of the Justice League, which is, um, of course, a, another example of a collective where you have uh, a group of, of people who generally have the same common goal if sometimes slightly varying values or strategies to accomplish those goals. And it's a, like a lot of the, like a lot of groups, it's a cool group. Um, sometimes the members rotate a little bit. Sometimes they get mad at each other. Sometimes Batman quits because everyone gets mad that he's developed plans to incapacitate or defeat them all. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's really <laughs> it's only cool. happened a couple times, right? Only a couple times. <laughs> so I, I think it's a, a cool example of, some neat dynamics and people being accepted and working together for a common goal or a common good. So Justice League is a great example for a number of reasons. If you remember the animated series, Justice League, mm-hmm. and then I believe Which it was one a, Justice League or Justice League Unlimited. That's what I'm going for. Season three became Justice League Unlimited. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, everybody can be on the Justice League. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And that was so cool to just expand that world. And you never knew who was going on a mission. Mm-hmm. Right? You could just, like, anybody could be on a mission. Plastic Man, the question, like, it didn't matter, right? Anybody could mm-hmm. show up. That was that was really cool. Um, and and I, I liked that the, like, the, the Avengers do the same thing. Like, the Avengers have changed over time. There's different teams of the Avengers. But, but... Uh, Usually it's a core group of, like... Six, but they again they change up. Yeah. Same thing with the Justice League. I mean, over time mm-hmm. they they change. And when like New Fifty Two, it was like a very specific group, and you know it's mm-hmm. usually a, a set group of people. But one thing that I was thinking about, a lot about uh, regarding those two teams in particular is you know when we talk about the movies, how Marvel did the individual movies and then brought everybody together to do the Avengers, and then when they did Justice League, they were like, you know what, we're just gonna make Justice League. We're just gonna bring everybody in at once, and that like. 
I've been thinking about that in the sense that it was a different way of doing things. Like you don't have to introduce every character individually and then, and then bring it up as a team, right? Like justice league. I, I enjoy the movie and Mm -hmm. I don't think the problem is because is that everybody came together and, you know, at once, like, you know, we have X-Men movies that did the same thing. Just introduce you to all the characters. I watched the umbrella Academy recently, which is uh, on Netflix. And there you meet, all seven, you know, of the main characters plus the the supporting characters in one shot, and like everybody gets a moment, right, to to get to know them better. But it's it's a collective, it's a whole group. Umbrella Academy is another one where like they are very very different, but there's a father figure that like tries to make it work so that they can save the world and solve crimes and and do it by you know using their unique talents, which are very unique and strange. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there, there's so many. Uh, teams like that there's so many there's examples. so mm. many yeah yeah we could uh, go on for another hour just listing off <laughs> oh, yeah. groups yeah well my, my favorite is the bat family mm. and i i agree yeah that's my favorite mm-hmm. by far because even though the the versions are different for every character there's still this idea that they were inspired by batman and the idea that they be eventually became a family in a sense, right? And then we could call them the Bat Family is a, is a very interesting journey. But I also like how individually all of these characters stand on their own, but they still depend on each other. They can, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like Gotham City is so cool because you know that you can rely on these other characters that are also there and they're all very, very different. <laughs> And, and even, now you even have like Clayface in the Bat Family. Yeah, yeah. And Detective yeah. Comics, I haven't, uh, I'm not caught up, but. Neither am I, but there's some good stuff going on there. Yeah. Like, I think it's really cool that they can come together, they can rely on each other. And in any Bat book, like, it's not strange to see another member of the Bat Family come in. And right. I think it's always cool to see a new character show up. Like, I remember the first time Batwing showed up. I thought that was so cool. And. I mean, Batwoman is just like, oh, again, if you haven't read 52, like <laughs> go back and read 52. It's so cool. Uh, the introduction of, of this new version of, of Batwoman and Batgirl's origin stories are fun and interesting and how she ended up becoming, you know, wearing the the cowl and having that symbol. And I don't know. I think it's just so cool. And it is a very disparate group of people. And it's also a real, to an extent, Bruce, for most of the history has been reluctant in a way to do that mm-hmm. at least in like modern history like 80s 90s and stuff like that i think he's he's always been kind of reluctant and to me anyway when it really became it, it became beyond family was when batman incorporated came out and that was when he basically decided to franchise the idea <laughs> he was like you know what like this is a family i cannot do this alone right he comes to this realization this is these are like some of my favorite runs of the comics this is when uh uh i think it's infinite crisis dark side kills him quote unquote and he goes back in time Mm -hmm. and then like finally when he shows back up he's like you know what i've realized i can't do this without you and he's got the whole bad family around him and he's like i finally come to understand that i I can't do this alone and and then he takes the idea of not only the bad family but then he goes into batman incorporated so he creates bat teams all over the world and it is so freaking cool because he shares the resources that he has which are many (laughs) and then he puts them into different parts of the world people who want to help others people who want to save the world people who are willing and maybe don't have the resources or don't know where to start he's providing mentorship guidance he's putting some of his best people in place to make sure to help those teams out and he's supporting them and then they're all doing it under this one banner mm-hmm. if it sounds like something else i had talked about earlier you understand why <laughs> i love batman incorporated so much mm-hmm. it is so freaking cool again this idea that and the way he, they talk about it, like basically again the incorporated is he, he he built a franchise but i love it I, I love it so 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 much and that was that was a time in the in the comics where you had just so much diversity and so many different ways of of addressing uh you know the the idea of a team and and doing something as a collective. I don't know. I love it so much. Love Batman Incorporated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to give any examples after that one. That's pretty much my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, uh, a, a definitely a good one. I like that one a lot. 
All right, so we're almost done. So I think it's time for a geek therapy segment where we talk about things that were therapeutic in the most general sense of the word. They either made you feel good in the past week or helped you get through something tough. So, Brandon, what's your geek therapy this week? So on um, Saturday in Fargo, we got like nine and a half inches of snow or something. It was some weird, just a ridiculous amount of snow. So the, no one was really traveling, myself included. So I took the opportunity to just plop down on the couch and watch a whole bunch of Netflix, which I haven't been able to do in a little while, which was really fun. And I just um, blasted through a good chunk of season two of Winona Earp, which is a Ooh. show that I enjoy, enjoy quite a bit. So that was uh, really a, a kind of a pleasant day for me. I got to just kind of relax, uh, watch the snowfall and really dig into a pretty cool TV show. I've only seen like the first two episodes. Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty good show. I've, I've really enjoyed it. The, the queer comics podcast people really like Winona Earp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll talk about it with you. I can't wait, <laughs> <laughs> Lara. What you got? What do I got? This has been a hell of a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but my high point was Destiny. Oh yeah, getting back into that Destiny thing. It's all. It's always good to hang out with friends and go blow up some aliens uh, when you're feeling kind of down or you're stressed out. It's been really fun to play again and have some some more people wanting to play. It's been good. It's been good. Ah, uh, for me, this week has sucked. This week has mm-hmm. sucked a lot. Uh, but I think the best thing, for the, the the thing that helped me out the most this week was definitely one day at a time. I'm so glad you watched that show, Josue. Ah, oh, it's so good. So Jessica from QCP, I think, is is a similar hype engine, like mm-hmm. like Lauren is, mm-hmm. um, for different things, definitely. Oh but, yeah, uh, <laughs> she, she, when I said uh, the QCP people like uh, Winona Earp, that was all Jessica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with uh, her hype engine. Yep, <laughs> perpetual hype engine, uh, and. So she's she's been on this campaign to get people to watch one day at a time, and in uh, order to save the show, yeah, 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 because because they announced that the show was um, it was up for renewal, and Netflix was like, you know, the numbers aren't there, so we haven't made a decision yet, and it's got like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, it's about views, not I know, not ratings, and and so. Because we've talked about it on the show uh, in the past, and there are some amazing episodes, uh, mm-hmm. amazing themes, let me put it that way. I had started watching the program, and, and I did not enjoy it. But the same thing happened with Doctor Who, and that's like my favorite show now. So I kept watching. I, I watched a few episodes. Like I really wanted to see the one where the, the actresses from Brooklyn Nine-Nine showed up, so I watched that one. Mm-hmm. I like, that was pretty funny. I'm going to go back to the beginning and start watching. And I think it was episode six where I was definitely hooked. There was an, an entire episode where she's, I think that's the one, where she's on the phone with the VA. Yeah. And just the importance of that episode alone, I decided I was going to keep watching it. But then episode seven got hilarious. Like after that, mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't know what happened with me and the show, but it clicked and... I, fi- I find it so funny. I find it so, so you funny. You will cry, you I, will laugh, I, and you will laugh so hard that you can't stop crying. <laughs> cry, I, I laugh, I laugh, cry. It is, it is, oh, your your description is accurate. And and it's just, oh man, it's, you know, sometimes you just need to, to laugh at stuff. And, and man, Lydia alone is, is a treasure <laughs> on that show. So definitely one day at a time. Also, hashtag save one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, please watch it so so that it'll come back for a fourth season. I think, man, I think that show matters a lot <laughs> now that I've now that I've uh, really watched a lot of it. Amazing, and I'm only I'm only one season in, so. Mm-hmm. Whew, all right. It, it gets even better. Yeah, for sure. I believe it. All right, so that's that's it for this episode of GT Radio. Uh, as always, you can you can find us in a few different places. For example, if you want to write in and ask a question, you can use the question queue. That's at geektherapy.com slash QQ. You can go to the Discord at discord.com slash geektherapy, where, oh man, we just, not only do we talk about one day at a time, but we talk about pretty much everything. Literally <laughs> We got a new, few new people this week, and it's always it's always so great to have someone who who joins the Discord and then is like popping into the different channels. You see them popping up all over the place reacting to stuff. That's a lot of fun. 
Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, where I wonder where, where else can people find us, Brandon? Uh, you can find us over at the Geek Therapy Forum, which is at forum.geektherapy.com, where we've got some new threads about the new episodes out on the network, a webinar by Josue, and some really great new content coming out in the future. So uh, it's a great place to check out and start some conversations. Lara, where, where else can people go? They can go to Facebook when it's not down. (laughs) (laughs) They can go to Facebook, uh, the Facebook community group at facebook.com slash group slash geek therapy, where like Josue mentioned earlier, Sophia had a post talking about how Josue is going to host, do uh, do a webinar about, about what is it? uh, Video games and play therapy. Mm -hmm. So you can check that out and find out the details. Yeah. But definitely the best place to reach us all is probably on Twitter. You can find us at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Lara is at Geek Therapist. Brandon is at Brandon underscore Saxton. And Lauren could be here today, but you can always reach her at at Chicken Dinosaur. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Remember to geek out and do good. And we will be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. For more about the network, visit network.geektherapy.com. And for additional content, including the GT Book Club and discounts on our merch store, consider joining Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy. You're walking down a deep cavernous cave in search of an ancient, powerful treasure. You're not sure what danger might lurk around every corner. And as you turn around the bend, you see a deep cavernous pit. A fall would mean certain death. As you look up, you see that dangling on a rope above the chasm is a small gnome, his eyes wide with shock. I'm so glad you're here. I've got myself in quite the pickle. Now what do you do next? Believe it or not, this kind of fantasy roleplay can have meaningful, long-lasting effects for kids who struggle with social skills and problem-solving skills. This is Adam from game to grow We were founded on the therapeutic power of tabletop role-playing games, and for the last eight years, we've helped kids build confidence, creativity, and social skills. But we can do better. And that's why we're launching Critical Core. Critical Core is a therapeutic role-playing game targeted to the needs of kids on the autism spectrum, and it's coming to Kickstarter March 19th. Together, we can reach thousands of children around the world. Please help us by pledging your support now at criticalcore.org.